0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: And Welcome to another episode of Neil Thompson Speaks, where we talk to people who broke free of the corporate world's shackles to start their own business. I'm your host, Neil Thompson, official corporate shackle breaker. You can find this podcast on my website, nealtompsonspeaks.com. You can also find it on iTunes or Stitcher. Please subscribe and share. Today, I have a very special guest, well, I guess... I probably say that every week. Every guest seems to be special. <laughs> Once they're on the podcast, I, I think that they're special. Hopefully you will too. This person used to be a programmer, and then at one point they were a project manager, and even, even at one point they were an IT executive, and now they work as a coach. Uh, the person's name is Margaret Maloney, and she's had a very interesting journey. After suffering the indignity of being laid off, she decided that enough was enough, and she launched her coaching business, Maloney Coaching Solutions. She offers online courses and counsels clients one-on-one, and she also gives her clients the freedom to be their authentic selves at work and the knowledge of how to address conflict as opposed to how to avoid it. Very important. I look forward to chatting with Margaret about her transition to coaching, the inspiration for her online programs, and her biggest mistake as an entrepreneur. Let's bring her in right now.
0: Hello, Margaret. Welcome to Neil Thompson's. Hi. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing very well, thank you. First question, Great. Margaret. So, yes. so I'm, I'm curious to find out what was the last employee job you had before you became self-employed.
0: Oh, let's see. I was a consultant project manager, and that's been 11 years ago.
1: I'm project manager. Okay, so it's been wow. It's been quite a bit, quite some time since you've since you've been an entrepreneur. Then, what motivated it has to you to become one?
0: You know, I got kicked in the seat. Um, (laughs) I always thought I wanted to work for myself. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And one day I walked into an office and found out that I was losing my job and that provided enough of a push for me to say, hey, I want to do things differently. And so that push helped me. Start reframing what I wanted to do, and what I wanted to do was be in a position where I could be more of a support person to other people.
1: You know, well, I guess my situation was was kind of similar, but I was a consultant as well. I had a a one year contract, and I got called into the CEO's office after five months of it. And you know, Mm -hmm. I'd never been let go before, so I actually thought he was calling me into his office to. Give me a pat on the back to tell me how well a job I was doing. <laughs> right. That was
0: not And he should have been, and he goal. should have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no, didn't know I didn't. either. I didn't know either. Yeah, it was, it was a surprise. It unfolded itself to me as the door closed and people started talking. I thought, oh, this is about me not working here anymore. So, yeah, here we both are, huh?
1: Right, right. When you found out, did you were you the only? I'm guess, I'm hopeful, hopefully you weren't the only person that was laid off that day, or, or were you? No? Oh no, I was.
0: No, no, I was, and it's it's okay. And and at the time, of course, it was really hard because I was a total workaholic and just really, you know, enjoyed my work and the people that I worked with. Uh, but no, it was kind of personal. It was this person oh, that I worked wow. for really didn't want me to be there anymore. And yeah, Damn, it, it really, I didn't know it, it like yeah. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. And it was hard, but gosh, you know, time really helps. And uh, I look back and I realize, well, that was at the time really hard and, and it stunk, but it led me to a better place. So that's good. you know. Well, I, you know I've tried to be like honest about that. Say that again. Well, so please, go ahead. No, I just like to be as honest about that as possible because, you know, as you get out there you realize you're not the only one that this type of thing has happened to and so without, you know, rehashing details, it's it's good to just let people know that like, hey, this could happen to you in life and it's not the end of your career. In fact, it could be the beginning of a new really good career.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, for the longest while I didn't tell anybody why I left that company and but mm-hmm. you you're right. There's kind of a, it was a kind of a shame that's been that's associated with it, but once you realize that, you know, especially in this day and age, it's just happening to a whole lot of people, you're not, you don't feel so bad about it anymore. So you've started, so you left this company, you know, 11 mm-hmm. years ago, whether voluntary mm-hmm. or involuntarily, but it, it got you, you know, on this path to entrepreneurship. One mm-hmm. issue that I think a lot of people that want to start businesses, or even some that are even in businesses for themselves right now, is getting past the fear of starting their own business. They don't, they don't, you know, once you once you're an entrepreneur, you're responsible for everything. You don't have an employer; they're backing you anymore. Did you have any fear of starting your own business? And if you did, how did you get past it?
0: I did have that fear, and it is. I mean, you know, it's the good news, bad news is. So all those days that you sat, you know, thinking if I was in charge, here's what I'd do, and if I was in charge, things would be better. Well, guess what? Now you're in charge, and so you know, the good news, bad news is you're responsible for everything. And of course, that means um, well. If things go well, great. And if things don't go well, you still—it's you know—you still have yourself to thank in both situations. And in terms of getting over the fear, with me, I'm going to tell you that uh, although that event, you know, where I lost my job, was the impetus for this, I'm going to say I kind of snuck up on it. What I mean is, I went so after that occurred and everything was settled from that. I went back to work in in a consulting capacity and I saved some money so I gave myself a little nest egg and I was very fortunate then in that situation because the people I worked with there they were very respectful of me but I had already moved on in my mind I was ready to work on my own and so they they knew this but they were willing to see what I could contribute and they allowed me in my final months with them to work for them part-time. So, you know, some people say that's not the best thing to do. The best thing to do is, you know, rip off the Band-Aid and just step out there. And there are times when that's absolutely the best thing too. I guess I stuck up on it a little more cautiously. So I had some money saved. Then I worked for someone else part-time while I got myself together. And then I got to a certain point where I knew it was time and I felt... Somewhat secure, but not completely. To know that, okay, you know, I had some clients and things were going to be okay.
1: Interesting. So, at the point that you, like as you said, that you know, you got to the point where it was okay to to stop working at that company part time. Mm-hmm. What what in what in you did made you to make that make that decision?
0: Was you know what? The, was
1: it having the uh, a certain amount of money in the bank, and now you thought, okay. I I can make this change now or is it having a certain number of clients that you thought would be, you know, enough to sustain you for a while?
0: Well, I didn't have, now I have to be super honest, I didn't have a ton of clients. I guess I just had enough to show that I knew somebody would hire me, that I knew, okay, I, I, I felt comfortable enough to take that leap of faith that someone was going to hire me. But then I will also tell you another thing that was happening, and I think that this was a good thing, was that, the place where I was working part-time, the assignments they were starting to give me were with someone who had a personality very similar to the person I had worked for where it, you know, it didn't go well. And so I had enough discomfort around that. And I think it's important to talk about that because I think sometimes for some of us, we don't leap until we're uncomfortable enough in the old to jump to the new and I think that I probably fall into that category. And so I could see that even part-time, I was not going to enjoy working with this personality. And that really helped push me to go, you know what, just go. It's time. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, that that makes a lot of sense. I think mm-hmm. I think you're very right about that. It's,
1: You know, people figure, at least for me, for the longest while, I was just happy to have a job. So I wasn't really too concerned, even though, Sunday evenings, you know, before you have to go back to work on Monday, you see like the worst part of the di- worst part of the week for me. I was yes. just happy to have a job, and you know, mm-hmm. especially especially in this day and age where you hear about companies laying off, you know, X percent of their workforce. I was just content to have a job, even though I wasn't all that happy at it. But and, and you're right, it, it sometimes it takes that push of just, and sometimes not even a push that, that that you know you initiate to finally get you on on the path that you really want to be on. Yes. It's true. It's true. So it's I, true. So, at some, so actually, you know what, tell me a bit about uh, about your actual, your business. What exactly do you do and what do you provide your clients?
0: Okay. Well, I've actually changed quite a bit. I started off coaching and I have transitioned into really full-time training and development and I really create better project managers. I help people master the technical side of project management, the human skills of project management to bring together the art and science of project management so that they can go do an amazing job. And I become, I'm i their support system. I will occasionally, uh, you know, offer some coaching when sometimes some of my students will come forward and ask for some additional help. But uh, I've really gone through a transition. When I jumped out there, I was going to be a coach full-time. And I admire coaching, and I admire coaches, and just... If you ever think of like how sometimes life teaches you lessons, one of the lessons that kept coming my way as I was working in my new business and I would worry, where is the money going to come from? Invariably, I would be asked to put on a seminar, teach a course, you know, do some paid speaking. And so I realized, oh, I'm a teacher Oh, okay. So it it, it
1: sounded like okay, you started off with coaching and then you moved mm-hmm. to training and development because you saw, I'm guessing, you saw there was more of a need in, in that arena. Is that what kind of prompted you to change
0: thrust? Yes, I think I saw the need because I kept being asked to fill that need. Um, so those were the ki- types of requests that were coming to me. And I found that I really enjoyed it. I found that in some ways when you work with a group of people and you're teaching them how to do something, that it can actually be like a group coaching type situation. And I just learned that I I really enjoyed that.
1: Interesting. The the trainings
0: that you do, well, I I guess one comment I have about trainings
1: is perhaps that's, uh, well, I'm I'm sure there's going to be some coaches that are listening in that might disagree, but, I'm thinking if you train people well, perhaps they don't need coaching.
0: Oh, you know, that that's a good question or a good thought. And I think that lots of people will still want to be able to come back for some coaching or mentoring, advising. and And so now when I do act in a coaching capacity, which is not very often, and maybe I do it for one or two people, those people are invariably former students. They have been to um, a course that I've taught or they've taken a course from me online or they've listened to me you know, in a podcast maybe like this one. And so I think there are always going to be people who are going to want to capitalize on what they've learned and are going to enjoy that sounding board that a coach can be to enjoy the advising that you know a a coach can sometimes act more in a mentorship type role, uh, and to have that safe person to come to and say, "Hey, you know, I tried this; it isn't working." And so I I don't think I don't think of of teaching and, and training of doing away with coaching at all, actually. Well, okay, so uh, look for like that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think wrong is I don't think you're wrong. I think it was a good question to explore, and that. This will be a great thing for you to to gather information from other people, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the the trainings that you do is it more uh, is it an online thing?
0: Is it an on site thing, or do you do both? Do both. I do. I'm mostly in the online space these days. Uh, one of the things that has happened, you know, so when I first started off 11 years ago, online. It's hard to imagine, but online was really kind of just emerging, and it wasn't very sophisticated most places at the time. And now online training has really taken off. So I mostly do online. I still do in person. I think it's really good for me to you know, not be working online all the time. I think it's still good to see people in person, face-to-face. And and I think it's good to keep up on my public speaking by going out in person, face-to-face. But, you uh, know, so I'd say I do like 85% online, 15% in person.
1: Okay, Interesting.
0: So another issue that
1: uh, that entrepreneurs especially the ones that are starting out need to really think about before they start their businesses is how they're going to go about getting clients. I'm curious as to at least when you first started out how you got how you went about getting clients and and if it's if that that
0: if if that strategy has changed since you've been
1: in business.
0: Yes, that's a really good question. Let's think. When I first started out uh, I started off with some good word of mouth from some people who knew me and knew I was starting on my own. I did some free public speaking with professional organizations. A lot of places, you know, professional organizations that are holding monthly and regular meetings are typically looking for somebody to come speak. Uh, frequently they, are not, they don't have the budget to pay for a, someone to come be a guest speaker. So I did that. And something that I think was key and has really been key was I started doing an online newsletter. And I started off by gathering up all the contacts that I had. And I started by providing an online newsletter to them. They, we call them e now. They're very popular. And I got a small website going where people could sign up. And I really built a lot of my contacts through my newsletter and through my public speaking. Now, let's think. So you want to think about like what has changed now. I don't do as much free public speaking now, but I still will do it once or twice a year to give back because I think that's important and I appreciate how people helped me in the beginning. Uh, but I do still have a very good online presence and uh, people coming to me and signing up to receive my newsletter and to get things from my website. So it's changed, and yet in some ways it hasn't changed.
1: Do you do a lot of, or do you do any social
0: media? Yes, I do social media, definitely. Um, I uh, do Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook. I'm not on Instagram only because, and I think Instagram can be really good, but I guess I just haven't sat down and figured out what is more of a visual campaign to what I do. And so when I have any kind of a visual element, I'm doing that more on Pinterest. So I haven't moved on to Instagram. Oh, and LinkedIn. Actually, I tend to do very well on LinkedIn, which makes sense because mm-hmm. I'm providing training and development of a professional service to professionals.
1: Okay. So you so you use those four social media platforms, and you said that LinkedIn has been working quite well. I'm just curious mm-hmm. as to the other three, have they been helpful as well?
0: They have been, but what I've – let's see. So how this has evolved for me, let's think. And I have a couple of different Twitter handles. Um, LinkedIn, again, still my number one source. And I use LinkedIn. You know, you can do a LinkedIn article or post and those do well for me. Um, Sometimes the LinkedIn post, even if it's similar to my blog, does better than my own blog because more people are consistently reading it through LinkedIn. Um, Twitter, I think, does, Okay, and helps me network online with people who are in in the area of interest. And Facebook, I don't have as strong a presence on Facebook with my professional page, and then with my personal Facebook account, that has evolved. And what it has become is more of a place where I show maybe a little. I not nothing. I'm still very private. So nothing super personal. But it's where. I interact more with um, people who are a little bit more than professional acquaintances. They're more on the friends side. And so I would say my Facebook account has evolved where I'm a little more open with some of my opinions, whereas my other social media sites, uh, it's more of my professional um, you know, items on project management and things like that.
1: Yeah, I get you. Another
0: mm-hmm. issue that I think, People that are thinking of starting their own businesses
1: really need to, to grasp is you know back when you were in back when you're an employee you get paid mm-hmm. every other week consistently and when you're an entrepreneur that pretty much goes away. You, there are going to be times yeah. when things are going really well and other times where they're not going, to go, not going to be going so well. In your you know, your years as an entrepreneur, how have you, I guess? gotten through, if you, if you have gone through any lean times, what strategies mm-hmm. would you have for people listening in to, to get through them?
0: That's a great point, because yes, and early on, I will tell you, oh, it did freak me out to not have a paycheck on the 1st or the 15th. Uh, it did freak me out. Also, to have to buy my own medical insurance, it did freak me out. But uh, it was worth it to me, I guess, to have my, I will say, not I guess, I know, to have my independence. Okay, so during the lean times, well, it helps to have a cushion. And so again, if if a person has the opportunity to save some funds before they launch themselves and to keep a cushion, that is a really good idea. It helps to have something that you can fall back on. And it's, to be super honest, I think that teaching really started as my something to fall back on and became my primary thing that I did. But because I began to have regular opportunities to lead seminars and teach courses, I had that provided regular income because I was signing contracts with, you know, reputable organizations and I knew the policy. They were gonna pay me every forty five days, et cetera. And, you know, most reputable organizations are going to do that, right? So that gave me something to fall back on. And what I began to learn, and this takes some time, is to understand the cycle. The cycle from, so when I, when I go lead a course, I might not get paid for that day until 45 days later. So you need to understand that. Um, to understand the ups and downs in your own business cycle, which is different for each of us. To begin to understand what times of year are your slow times of year so that you have money set aside for that and so that your slow time of year doesn't freak you out. And so in terms of work, a lot of time my slow time of year is December. That means into February, sometimes my accounts receivable are lower. So I need to, right now, this time of year, have a cushion.
1: Right, right. Okay, yeah, that that, that makes a, a whole lot of sense. Having that cushion, and then I think also just you mentioned well you sort of touched on it, but this, this teaching was something to fall back on. But really, mm-hmm. it comes down to just having multiple ways of of earning income, and you have all these different you know basically buckets that are getting filled at any given time, and that's a good mm-hmm. way to kind of spread around the the risk, I suppose.
0: It's true, and you know, what? there's something I didn't mention that I should. in our financial advisors will not recommend this, but I'm not going to lie because there are people out there listening who are starting. At the beginning, I did have some credit card debt that I acquired through these lean times. Not proud of it, but I'm not going to lie about it because I don't think it's fair to people. I will say be careful with that. You know, We never want to get ourselves in over our head, but I'm not going to lie and tell you that there weren't times when I had to fall back on some of my credit because I did.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I guess you, you you know you do that as a as a last resort. Um, exactly. Uh, one question I I had was, and I typically ask this question, is, you know, as, since you've been a, an entrepreneur for quite some time, I'm sure you've you've probably experienced this. What's been the biggest mistake you've made in your entire time as being an
0: entrepreneur? Spending too much for things that didn't really work out. So let me think. I want to give I want to be more specific than that. Okay. In the world of online businesses, especially where you have websites and internet marketing, there are a lot of people out there who are going to promise you that if you pay for their online class or you pay for their service that they are going to be the ones who are going to bring a zillion people to you and that all these people are going to buy things from your website. And I'm not saying that that isn't true, but I'm going to say be so careful because I can look back and think of a couple of consultants or services that I overpaid for that didn't bring the results. And so now I'm super cautious and almost a little cynical when I see, because there's so many people out there in the online space, they're going to teach you how they made a million dollars online, and uh, so that's where I spent a lot of money. That in hindsight yeah. didn't. Yeah, I I
1: totally I totally agree with you, bug you you're you're spot on. There are quite a lot, mm-hmm. especially now. You know, you, you hear all these different terms, SEO and, and SEM, mm-hmm. and you know driving traffic and, and you know all mm-hmm. these you know conversions and all this stuff that you know mm-hmm. I, I go to networking events and sometimes hear all these you know these buzzwords you're kind of floating around in my head i mean i used to work back when i used to work in a company i worked as an engineer so i knew nothing about all this marketing stuff and so whenever i hear these things it's like it's another language and you know i just kind of like i, I see where i'm at and i, I see where I, where I want to go and just can you just provide me a checklist of how I, how I get there. That's how I worked exactly. back when we were an engineer. But a lot of times they can't give you that, and, and you know you're, you're paying all this money and you're not seeing results. But they're telling you, you know, you have to be patient. You know, it'll take months to finally see something, and but you, you're still shelling out money, and you kind of you're waiting for that time to whenever I recoup this money. I, you know, it's it, it really is. You're right. You really do need to be mm-hmm. careful about who you, you give your money to. So now I've asked you about your, your biggest mistake. What has been your
0: biggest accomplishment? Let's see. My biggest accomplishment? I'm still here. <laughs> I mean, you know, I hate to say it that way, but, but I'm still here. So I'm in business and uh, after 11 years. Um, so I consider that to be really important And I, because I've continued to be here and grow my business. Um, it doesn't look like I will ever have to go back to working for someone else Again, and I would say then also on top of that is being recognized for what I do. I've had uh, some nice awards come to me from a couple of universities where I teach for them. You know, as a as a as a hired instructor. And so that was very um, very rewarding to be in a new field and to receive recognition for that. And then I would just say on a regular basis, the feedback of my students, the fact that I have a community of students that keep in touch with me on a regular basis, some that I see occasionally, some have become friends, some who are strong networking connections, And it's been so, you know, to still be here, to be recognized and to have built these strong relationships is really very rewarding. Sounds like it. Well, those are all the questions I had. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Margaret. How
1: can people find you?
0: You know, I would say come see me on margaretmaloney.com is my personal website which is about to be revamped. So, it's old, so don't let it scare you away. Soon it will be new. And also, if you're interested in project management training, then please come see me on pmstudent.com.
1: pmstudent.com
0: yeah. and also
1: margaretmaloney.com that's m a r g a r e t m dot icom That's excellent. Right. Again, right thanks for being on the podcast, Margaret, and have a great day. Thank you
0: so much, and good luck to everybody.
1: Well, everyone, that marks the end of another episode of Neil Thompson Speaks. To learn more about me and Neil Thompson Speaks, please visit nealthompsonspeaks.com. That's N-E-I-L-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. There are links from the website to those social media platforms. There's also a link to my podcast from the the website as well. And until next time, please take care.